Sit down, strap in, hang on, and rock out. Turn it up. Hi there. We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Session 128. This is God Stories Radio. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? Well, besides uh, things happening here in the studio as well, we... Yeah, uh, you took a dive, didn't you, there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Satan's here trying to thwart this uh, situation. I know, he, well, he ain't getting away with it. Nope. No way. Hey, I want to welcome everybody on the Mixler app tonight. Let me see who we got here. We got Christy, and we got uh, Kathy, and uh, Billig888, I think. That's correct. But hey, welcome, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. You dialed into a good one tonight. So, uh, Oh, it's got to be a good one with what's going on here. Oh, I know. It's just been been crazy. But you know, I just laugh it off now. I'm just like, is that all you got, Satan? I mean, come on. Really? Uh, Seriously? Really? So uh, we got some shout-outs over there. I know we got... Uh... We do. All right, Facebook likes. Mike B. Lawing. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Christy Black Searcy. Oh, thank you, Christy. Thank you, Christy. And Tony Navarro. Thank you, Tony. Tony. Thank you, Tony. Oh, Tony. Yes, I'm thank sorry. you. Anybody else out there, when you go on to Facebook, please like God Stories Radio. They and we are. have we have some regions. All right. We have New Hampshire this week. New Hampshire. We have Alaska. Alaska, welcome. And we have Wyoming. Wyoming, that's a new one. Is that a new one? Well, it's just no. We got a new one though. Oh yeah. Oh, we do. <laughs> we have uh, a new country, number fifty-eight, Egypt. Wow. Egypt. Wow. Praise Thank you the for Lord. listening in from Egypt. That's amazing. Egypt. Mm-hmm. I can't even wrap. And my Israel head. was a couple weeks ago. I can't even wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. Good grief. That's amazing. Welcome, Egypt. Hope um, that you're being blessed by the show, and uh, it's been our only agenda from the start. So, uh, Tina, what do you got going on over there? You know, it's been a good week. I have no complaints. It's definitely been a busy week, but uh, I've just been counting my blessings all week long. Me too, especially since I almost uh, burnt up in a car last week. You know, every day is a bonus for me. It is indeed, and I think, um, you know, it's nice to be, it's nice to remember the things that are really important in life. Amen to that. You know, stuff is just stuff, but people are irreplaceable. Got that right. That is the truth. That is the truth. And we want to pray for a 
couple people tonight. You know, we want to remember Craig. Yes, Craig Fox. And um, his stepson, Son. right? Stepson. Yeah, John. You know? And mm-hmm. uh, also, too, we want to remember uh, AJ. Yes. And uh, everybody knows AJ from Raging Tech. He's been in the studio. He's battling cancer right now and, and is uh, getting ready to start chemotherapy. And we want to continue to pray for them and, and his family. And So please join us in prayer for these people. Yes. Amen to that. And also, I'd like to mention a friend of mine, um, Patty, who's also um, fighting cancer as well. So all three of these folks are in their battles with cancer. And, you know, if you're a praying person, we just ask that you please lift them up and pray for them during this difficult time. Amen to that. I'm really getting tired of this cancer thing. I know. Mm-hmm. Good grief. I've lost two this year, you know, Roland and oh, yeah. good friend David Cheatham from Lake City. But we've also had some victories, too. Yes, we have. Yes. Amen to that. Yes. That's right. My sister, you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, both of your sisters. Uh, oh, they That's are. right. That's right. Good grief. <laughs> Praise the Lord, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so anyway, all right. Enough babbling. Let's get to our guests. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm excited, too, because Sam is the one who actually introduced this guest to Sam, us. Sam, what Sam up? Collier. Thank you, Sam. Yo. <laughs> so we love Sam. He is an extended member of our family as far as we're concerned here at GSR. So we want to thank Sam for sending Danny our way. And do. This is Danny DeLuca and Ashley DeLuca that are here tonight, um, and they go to our church at Real Life, and I know that uh, Sam was uh, giving his testimony at our church, and Danny had come up to him after the service and had spoken to him, and uh, Sam had inspired him through his story to kind of uh, do some things on his own. So with no further ado, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Danny DeLuca. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so I guess I'll just start from the beginning of my, you know, early childhood. I uh, grew up um, with, you know, I guess you could say a normal family, mom, dad, a younger brother. Um, my mom is Puerto Rican. My dad's Italian. Uh, you know, so very strong ethnicities as far as, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, very important, you know, family was very important to us and, and uh, building traditions. And, um you know, holidays always together, you know, vacations, you know, always stuff to look forward to. Uh, grew up a lot closer to my dad's side of the family. Uh, they lived a lot closer to us. So, um, you know, we would spend a lot of time with them. My grandparents were about five minutes away from us. So so was your dad, I'm sorry, was your dad the Italian side? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Sundays, we're always, you know, getting together for pasta, meatballs, and, uh-huh. you know, awesome. yeah, always a good time. <laughs> I grew up close with my mom's side of the family, too. They lived a little further, but, um, you know, we still kept in contact and um, <clears throat> and we had a relationship. But as far as seeing who I saw more, it was mostly my my dad's side of the family, my grandparents, my cousins, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, religion was really wasn't a, a thing in our household. Um, we we grew up Catholic, but we didn't really no church on Sundays, Easter, Christmas. We didn't really, it really wasn't existent to us. I did as, you know, as far as that, I did go uh, to get my communion uh, through, through one of the Catholic churches, but um, that was the gist of it as far as religion goes for me, mm-hmm. um, early childhood. Um, I guess after that, um, you know, growing up in my life, you just going, you know, going to school, didn't really have any you know, made a, had a lot of friends, went out, did, you know, did normal teenager stuff. Um, 
this particular day strikes me because I remember I was at my friend Justin's house and uh, he lived about five houses down from me. And we would always hang out. We were always in his garage working on cars. That was that was a big thing we were into. Um, and we were we were getting ready to go to a girl's house that lived in another neighborhood close by. She rode our bus, and we we all became friends. And she invited us over to her house one night. And so I remember going home to my house to go get ready. And I walk into the house, and I see my my mom and my dad sitting on the couch in the living room. And uh, my dad, who if, if you knew my dad, he was a very, very strong Italian man, just, you know, very, you, I never saw him cry, ever see him cry in my entire life. Um, but I walk into the house and I see him on the couch and he's sitting there hysterical crying. So mm. when I saw that, I, I, I knew something was going on and my mom looked a little worried as well. And they asked me to sit down and um, they just kind of jumped into it and told me this was, I was 15 years old um, at this time. Uh, they sat down and told me that, uh, you know, he's not, my dad is not my biological father. Um, at first I was shocked, you know, but I got over that really fast. And after that, I really didn't care. You know, he was, he was all I knew. He gave me a great life. And, you know, I even told him, I said, you know, I don't care. You know, you're my, at the end of the day, you're my dad. You, you raised me, you gave me this great life and, and I love you. And, and that was it. And I didn't even ask any questions as far as, you know, who my biological father was because I didn't care to know. Right. Um, but over the years, you know, I, well, well, let me just back up after that. Um, I had left and I met up with my friend, Justin, who I had then just told him what I just found out. And <clears throat> we ended up going to this girl's house. And when we walk in, uh, we find out that she was holding a Bible study at her house. Mm -hmm. And once again, not being in religion, I didn't, I didn't really know what a Bible study was to be honest. So we, we decided to stick around and, you know, we, we sat on the stairs and we were just kind of outcasts because he wasn't, he really wasn't into religion at that time either. And we're just listening to what they're talking about. And we were just completely lost, you know? Um, but as far as I can remember, I do, uh, you know, right after they had the Bible study, they asked, you know, does anybody want a prayer? And I then shared what I had just found out. Um, so they said a prayer for me. So, you know, looking back on that, I, I really feel that, you know, I was supposed to go there for a reason, mm -hmm. you know, that God, that was that I feel that that was God's first calling to right, me. Right. And, you know, like many people, I'm sure, you know, I, I ignored it, didn't, didn't think anything of it and coasted on with the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> when None I was, of us can relate to that. Yeah. Coinkydink. I like that. Um, when I was 18, I, you know, the first thing I want to do as soon as I turned 18 was I, I, I was so proud of the family that I, that I was, that I grew up with that I, I even, I, even after finding out about who my, you know, my dad, I actually went out and got my last name tattooed. My dad, my dad actually adopted me. So I, I carry his last name now. Mm -hmm. um, so I even went out and got DeLuca tattooed across my, the back. And I even have my family crest tattooed right under it. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, this is after finding out this, I, cause I didn't, at the end of the day, I didn't care. Um, so that's a little background on me. Um, I met my wife what, three years, three and a half years ago, and um, she grew up in a in a strong Christian family. Um, so it was, you know, it was a little different for me. Uh, but I do remember 
her asking me if I would want to, if I could go to church with her one day. So mm -hmm. I was up for it. So I went and it was a lot different than any of the Catholic churches I've been in, um, where I, I'm thinking, oh, I got to dress up in a suit and, <laughs> and, you know, dress to impress type of thing. We're going to be there for hours. Right. Uh -huh. um, and she told me it's not like that at all. It's very casual. So we get there and I see everybody's wearing shorts and a t-shirt. I'm like, oh, this, is, this is pretty neat. They were giving donuts and coffee. I'm like, I could get used to this every, every Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, and so we go in and, the, and you know, with the music is playing, the live band, and I, was, I was like, this is great. Mm -hmm. And the pastor gets up and he starts talking and, and I held it in the whole time. And I waited till I, I believe it was after the service. I, you know, we were on our way home and I, I remember I'd go to her, I said, I go to my wife and said, did you, did you talk to that pastor? And tell him that I was coming, and and I tell him things that were going up in here. I know yeah. it's coming. <laughs> and and she goes, no, that was that was just God talking to you. And you know, and I was like, okay, you know, it's kind of cool. Right. You know, I you know, I was like, well, maybe I should you know give this a give this a shot. Uh, so you know, then we started going every Sundays, and we got really involved in the church. And um, I even one day they did a semi annual, I believe, a baptism, um, and I I decided to give my life to Christ and get baptized, and. Um, then we moved out. We just recently moved out to Claremont in November, and we were looking for a new church to attend. I was outside working in my yard one day. And my neighbor came over, introduced himself, and they were actually on their way to, to church. And uh, he shared with me they go to real life. And he said he'll bring me a flyer after so I can I could look it over mm -hmm. and maybe attend. Uh, needless to say, we went the next week, and we fell in love with it. It was a lot different than the church we went to. It was a lot bigger. Um, and ever since then, we've been going. Um, so this brings me up to when Sam was doing uh, the story segment they were doing at Real Life. Uh, listening to his story, I kind of related as far as him, you know, his story, he didn't know his biological mother. Um, and so we were, we were listening to his story and we were watching the clip from when he went on Steve Harvey. Mm -hmm. And while we're watching that, my wife Ashley turns to me and she goes, I, I feel like you need, something's telling me you need to talk to him after. You need to, you need to talk to him and ask him, you know, or tell him your story. And I, and I said, you know, I, I feel the same way. I, I feel that as well. So, uh, after service, um, we went out into the lobby and I saw, I saw Sam and I saw a long line of people waiting to speak with him. So we go, we walk up, we get in line and we have a younger daughter. And so my wife got out of line to go get our daughter. And maybe three, four minutes later, I decided, you know what, I'm not waiting for this. I'm, I'm going to get out of line and you know, what is, what is he going to tell me that's any, that's any different than what anybody else has told me? Uh, so she comes back with our, with our daughter and, and she goes, did you talk to him already? I was like, no, I, I got out of line. And she goes, get back in line uh, you know, in a nice way. Um, so I get back in line and uh, when I was able to talk with Sam, I just, I, I, I approached Sam a little different than I've, I've approached anybody else. Um, you know, I, I've never really questioned you know, over the years, I've always thought, you know, what is my, who is my father? You know, I wonder if he's still out there. What is he doing with his life? Um, but the main thing that I think that was really holding me back was I, I didn't want to take that step and with and, and hurt my dad here. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to make it feel like, you know, I didn't appreciate anything he did for me. I didn't want to make it feel like I was taking something away from him. So that was one of the biggest struggles I was having with taking that next step. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I told Sam that and his exact words were do it today. Find out today before it's too late. He must have said that at least a hundred times. And, you know, his words weren't any different, like I said, than anybody, than what anybody else has told me. But looking back on it now, I really feel that that it's, it's you know, that was God speaking through Sam, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
before when people would tell me I wasn't I wasn't a, a follower of Christ and, you know, becoming a follower of Christ. And actually, that was, he's probably one of the first people I actually said that to. And he, he just his words hit me a lot different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought about it that day and, you know, I was thinking, well, how am I going to do this? So I called my mom and I said, you know, mom, I'm, I'm ready to, to find out, you know, um, she's like, well, come over tomorrow and I'd be more than happy to tell you. Next day we go over there uh, after work. I told my wife, I said, can you bring the kids over? I was like, because I'm going to break the, or no, this was, let me back up. We go over there. I go for a walk with my mom. She tells me the whole story. So she, I find out that I'm, my mom is Puerto Rican and my biological father is Lebanese. Mm. So that was a shock. Mm-hmm. I was completely thrown off by that. Did not see that coming. Um, and I found out that I have three sisters and two brothers. Wow. Through my wow. And so she, she told me a little more. So a little background on that. She, my mom was young when she had me. She was, I think, 21, 22 when she had me. My biological father, when she met him, had already had a daughter with another woman. Oh, okay. And he was obviously not long, no longer with that woman. Starts dating my mom. My mom got pregnant with me. And while my mom was pregnant with me, he actually got another woman pregnant. Oh, my goodness. And he actually ended up marrying that woman and had a total of four kids with her. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, she told me that, you know, when she was pregnant with me, uh, I was actually I was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and she had me up there and she decided, you know what, this isn't the life that I want for my son. Um, so she got me out of there. She moved me down here to Florida. She met my dad. They got married. We spent some time in New Jersey and then we came back to Florida. Um, and and that was that. Uh, so she's telling me all this information and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, she told me my dad's name and, and the first thing I did was I went on Instagram and I'm typing his name. I find him immediately. I was like, is this him? She's like, yeah, I saw the resemblance. I was like, yeah, that's definitely my dad. Um, but I was a little hesitant on reaching out to him at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really fascinated about the fact that I have all these other siblings. I grew up with, I have a younger brother through my dad here. Uh, but knowing that I have three sisters and two other brothers, that was really exciting. So uh, I waited a couple of days. This was on February the 19th is when Sam was at Real Life. Mm-hmm. I reached out to my mom on the on that day and I met her up with on the 20th. Um, while I'm doing all this research, trying to find all my siblings and my family, I, I come across a kid with the same name as my dad. And I go onto his Instagram page and on Instagram, I don't know if you guys know, but you could see you could see if you have mutual friends. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So um my wife's sister is getting married to to a guy named John, who him and I have become, I would say, best friends or really, really good friends. I would consider him one of my best friends. And I look at this kid's page and I see that my friend John is friends with him. Oh, my goodness. So I didn't know who this kid was at the time. So I, immediately I called John. I said, John, who's this? How do you know this kid? And he goes, oh, the kid's name was Ramez. Oh, Ramez. Oh, I've known him since middle school. We grew up together. I know his whole family. His sister used to make me cookies in the morning before school. And, you know, just kept going on. They're really cool family. And I'm like, wow, that's that's cool. And he's like, why are you asking? I was like, well, I think that's my cousin. And now John and John and my my sister in law live in Tampa. Mm -hmm. So they're not far from here. Um, So I just thought that was that was kind of crazy right off the bat that John had already had a connection with my family that I just Mm -hmm. found out about. Uh, also found out I have an uncle that lives in, you know, he lives in Tampa as well. And he works at, um, at CarMax. He's been there for 17 years selling cars. 
I was there around three years ago to, to buy a car, to get my car priced out. Uh, I didn't see him. I didn't meet him. He wasn't the one who helped me, but I, I'm sure I walked right by him or maybe wow. even said hello. You know, uh -huh. I don't even right. know. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to put all these pieces together. Day goes by. Now I'm, I'm building enough courage to maybe reach out to at least a sibling. So I send uh, one of my sisters uh, a message on Instagram and I say, you know, I just just found out about you guys, you know, and um, I don't know where to go from here. You know, let's you know, maybe we could connect and see where it goes. And she's like, oh, we she responds immediately. Oh, we've known about you our whole lives. <laughs> she goes, our dad actually has a picture of you in his store. Um, he, he has a store up in Connecticut. Um, he has pictures of you. He asked us to find you. You know, we couldn't find you. We didn't know where you live. We didn't know your, you know, your last name. Um, she goes, but I just, I just called him and I told him that you reached out and he wanted me to tell you he loves you and that he wants you to call him. Wow. Man. Yeah. So I was like, uh -huh. you know, this is it's still a lot to process. And oh, I'm absolutely. Like, okay. So I waited, I waited, um, before I actually reached out to him. But in the meantime, I was connecting with all my other siblings, uh, via Instagram. I get a phone call from my older sister, the firstborn from another woman. And she's like, I remember you. When I was, she's five years older than me. She goes, when, when I was, when you were a baby, I remember coming over. I remember feeding you. Aww. I remember playing with you. I knew uh -huh. you were my brother. And then all of a sudden, one day you were gone. And I never, I never saw you again, never heard about you ever again. And ever since then, I've been looking for you. So she was very excited that we, wow. we mm -hmm. were able to connect. Um, she also shared with me that she was going, going to be moving down here in June. Uh, she bought a house out near, near uh, Sarasota Beach. And, um, and I was like, well, that's just amazing. Like, that's, that's a couple months away. Uh, she's like, yeah, but I'll be down in April um, to, to visit and to see the house. And I'm like, let's, we got we to gotta connect. So a couple weeks go by, we're, we're connecting, we're, we're getting to know each other. And then I finally find the courage to, I'm on my way home from work one day and it just hit me, you know, call your dad, call him. Um, it was a Wednesday, I believe it was Mar March 8th is when I decided to call him. And picks up the phone. I said, you know, his name was Ramez. I said, Hey, Ramez, this is, this is Danny. And he goes, Danny from Florida, my son. And I was like, yeah. And you know, he's, Oh, I've been trying to find you, you know? And so it was, it was awkward at first, you know, here I am mm -hmm. talking to a guy that, you know, is my dad, but for 30 years, I had no idea who you were. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we just kind of got to know each other a little bit and we talked for about 45 minutes and, and throughout the conversation, he kept saying, you know, when are you going to come up and meet your siblings? When are you going to, he was very, persistent about me coming up to meet my brothers and sisters. And I said, well, you know, this is I'm just finding out about all this. It's going to take me some time. Uh -huh. um, and we got off the phone and we, we talked for about 45 minutes to an hour and we got off the phone and I go inside and I tell her, I just talked to my dad and, um, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how to react. I don't know what feelings I'm having. You know, it was, it was kind just, of a weird conversation. Just like Sam said in his. Yeah. Didn't. I didn't, I didn't, I had no feeling like, you know, I, yeah, I talked to him and, and I'm thinking, well, this is a lot more than what I actually anticipated on doing. Uh, all I wanted to know going into it was who is he? Mm -hmm. And that was it. But I took the next step and I actually called him and talked to him. Um, after March 8th, I never, you know, I never, I didn't call him again. He didn't call me. And it was just, you know, a couple of weeks go by where we didn't, we didn't connect, but I'm still connecting with my siblings. March 26th was a Sunday. Uh, I wake up and I, I saw that I had a missed call from my oldest sister. Then she had a text message saying, you know, call me when you get a chance. I got some bad news. And, I'm, you know, first thing in my mind was, well, she's not coming down in a couple of weeks. 
Um, so I waited a little bit and I called her later on that evening and she said, um, she said, Danny, I got, I got some bad news. I said, what's up? She goes, uh, our father, uh, committed suicide today. Oh no. And I was just, yeah, I was in shock. And once again, no emotion still. I didn't know how, and and I didn't know if that was normal or not. I kept asking, is this, is this, is this normal for me to not really have him? I'm just just that shock is this well he was a stranger to you right. so yeah. and i could tell she was upset you know if you know she she had some sort of relationship with him throughout her years my older sister she didn't mm-hmm. grow up with him but she had some sort of relationship with him um so yeah i was at shock and i didn't i didn't know how to react I, I go inside and i tell my wife and you know i just what do we you know what do we do i said the timing was what threw me off the most i think that's what shocked me the most was you know less within within one month of reaching out and finding out who he was, I talked to him one time and he's gone. Wow. And you know, now I'm, now I'm, I'm facing this struggle of, do I go to the funeral? Mm-hmm. Do I fly up to Connecticut to go to a funeral and meet people, a whole new family that I've never, never knew about up until a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the bat, I said, no, I'm not going. It's, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I don't think it was the right time for me to go and to meet everybody, mm-hmm. but I was getting encouraged from a lot of people that you should go, you should, you know, you should see what it's, you know, go mm-hmm. meet your family. This is the right opportunity. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so days go by, I'm still thinking now, like my, my sister calls me, she's like, the funeral is April 2nd. So I have less than a week now to, to make this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember sitting in my garage one night, I call my cousin Vinny. This is real. I have a cousin Vinny. Not the movie. <laughs> um, I was going to let that be. <laughs> Got to get that out there. Yes, yeah. I really do have a cousin Vinny. Um, and I go to him because uh, he's one of the only people that, that I grew up with. I was very close with him and he knew the situation. He knew that I didn't know my real dad. And um, my uncle, he, he had lost his dad back in 2004. And, you know, I just, I shared with him the information I just found out and he immediately said, you're going, right? And I said, well, that's, that's my struggle. I don't know if I should go or not. And he goes, well, let me put it to you these two different ways. He goes, well, what's, what's the main thing that's holding you back from not going? And I said, well, the main thing I think is, I don't know these people. They might, you know, what if they don't accept me? What if they don't like me? What if they, what if they blame me? for for this because that was my first reaction was maybe it's maybe it's because i reached the out. first thought that i had in my head yeah so you know so i'm living with this you know like hey this is my this is probably my fault if i didn't reach out he'd probably still be here um so so that's what i told my cousin i was like you know i don't, I don't know if these people are going to like me if they're going to accept me and he goes <clears throat> if you go and you don't like them or they treat you weird or you just feel uncomfortable you can leave you can just walk out and leave and go back to your hotel and come back home the next day. And he goes, if you don't go, you might say you all you want right now, next year, a couple years from now, that you won't regret it. 10, 15 years from now, you're going to regret taking mm-hmm. that opportunity to see your dad, you know, that one time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, you've convinced me. I'm going to go. I said, but here's my other thing. How do I tell my dad? Because this whole time my dad here had no idea that I had reached out, that I had found out anything. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and I wouldn't feel right going up there, meeting this whole family without telling him because of the close relationship that I have with my dad. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
So, like I said, if you knew him, he was very strong-willed. He was a very strong-willed person, very stubborn his way or the highway, you know. So, <laughs> a little scared inside. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to tell him all of this? And so I, t- so I asked my cousin. I said, so you've convinced me to go, but now how do I tell my dad? And he goes, don't. Don't. And I said, I, I can't. I can't just go up there without telling him, you know, what's, what's going on. And he goes, well, expect, you know, expect him to react to, you know, how he would usually and expect it not to go well. And I said, well, if that's, if that's the way it's going to be, it's, that's the way it's got to be. But I have to tell him, right. I have to, you know, I can't have him find out via, you know, Someone social else. media. Right. Yeah. Um, so I believe it was a Wednesday and I had called my wife and I said, Hey, they're going to go to my parents' house. We're going to, I got to tell my dad, bring the kids. Cause they make him happy. <laughs> they're the buffer. Yeah. Bring them because I know if, if they're there, this can't go the way I'm thinking it's going to go. <laughs> so we get over there and I, you know, we, we go outside into the back patio and, and I, you know, I, I thought about this a lot. I had a, a whole speech drawn up in my head of how I'm going to present <laughs> this. It never goes that yeah. way. Yeah. It, of course it didn't go the way I thought it would. Never does. Um, so we get over, I, we go outside and I say, Hey, you know, dad, I'm, I'm struggling with something and you know, I really, I need your guidance. And the first thing is, just, uh, yeah, the first, are you coming out of the closet? Oh, that was, no. <laughs> I was like, no, dad, not at all. Um, so I told him, I said, you know, the information I had just found out. I said, I found out who my biological father is. Well, actually, back up a little. I built him up before. So I, I told him, I want, you know, first, I want to thank you for the life you gave me. You know, you brought right. me up. You took me in as your own son. You never treated me any different. I never felt different. I, at times, I actually felt like you treated me better than my younger brother, um, you know, and you gave me a great life and I'm able to give that life to my stepdaughter as well. I'm able to show her the same love and care and, and, and respect that right. you gave me. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Mm-hmm. So he's feeling all good now. You know, he's, he's like, yeah. Um, and then I hit him with that and he was, he got quiet. I told him, you know, I found all this information out and that, you know, my head, my father had committed suicide. He was quiet, shocked. And I said, you know, my struggle is making the decision of going to the funeral or not. And he said, well, do you want to see your dad like that for the first time? And I said, well, I don't have, I don't have another choice. This, it's either this or never. Mm. And so he got quiet and he thought about it for a little bit. And, um, and then he, he said, you know, if you feel like you need to go and close that chapter in your life, I support you 100% and wow. I want you to go. Good for him. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I was blown. I actually had have had to have him repeat that. I said, like, "Can you say that again?" <laughs> totally not what I was expecting. Looking back on that, I feel like God opened his heart mm-hmm. and allowed him to to support my decision. Right. Um, that night, I went home. I booked my flight, booked my hotel, flew up there April first. Um, real nervous, real nervous inside, thinking, you know, how is this going to go? meeting this whole new family for the first time. I get picked up from the airport from my uncle Jay, who lives in Tampa and my sister, Melissa, who's the oldest. They pick me up from the airport. We go to lunch and um, we're just, we're connecting. And they say, well, the next place we're going to go is we're going to go to your grandmother's house. Wow. Okay. Um, I was like, does she know I'm coming? He goes, yeah. Okay. So we go over to her house we walk in, I see her sitting right there on the, on the couch and he introduces me and she gets up, she gives me a hug and she leaves the room. Like, okay. 
Uh, I had some cousins, you know, some cousins there that I was meeting for the first time, uncles, you know, aunts, you know, it was a small group there at that time. And we're all sitting in the living room and then here comes my grandmother again and she sits down and everybody kind of warned me about her before there, you know, she, she doesn't, she doesn't have a filter. She's going to speak her mind. (laughs) So the first words that, that she's ever said to me were, you should have met your father. She starts kind of yelling at me. You should have met your father before he passed, you know, and starts blaming my mom for not allowing me to see him. And, um, you know, and I, I tried to explain, you know, my mom waited for, for when it was, when I was ready, she didn't force this upon me. She waited till I was ready. I was a kid. Um, and then looking back on it, if I would have found out at 15, I would have handled this situation a lot different. Mm-hmm. I, I was immature. I probably would have called him and, you know, said some things that wouldn't have been right. Cause I was, you know, I wasn't at the sure. right, right age. So, um, you know, so I explained that to her and, and, you know, then my uncle kind of intervened and, and just kind of shut that down. Uh, then we go, we leave there and then I go and meet one of my other uncles who owns a liquor store up there. And, um, you know, real, real nice, just real nice and loving people. And we go from there. Then, uh, I, my sister takes me to my dad's store that he had ran and I meet my brother and one of my brothers and my other sisters and nieces now. And I, I became an uncle overnight as, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. brothers, you know, just a lot of things and overnight. Right. Um, so it was, it was great. You know, the connections that I was having with all my siblings and cousins and just all this family, it was just like instant, like we've known each other our whole lives and looking at, you know, looking at one of my brothers, I'm like, yeah, we, we definitely look alike. And my sisters, we all have like the same cheeks and, you know, we, mm-hmm. it, definitely a lot of resemblance. Um, so that was a Saturday. Then we go back to, after we leave my, my dad's store, I go back to my hotel, I check in, my sister takes me to her house to meet her husband, her kids. And then we go back to my grandmother's house and there's now more people there. So I'm just getting overwhelmed with meeting all these people. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, then we go, I remember going downstairs in the basement and you know, we're just all hanging out, getting to know each other. And somebody decides to put the TV on and start playing home videos from when they were all younger. And my oldest sister, Melissa comes up to me as they're watching this. And I remember her coming up to me and saying, you know, I don't, I don't feel comfortable watching these videos because we're not in them. And I looked at her and I, you know, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't say this to her, but I just kind of, I was just like, okay, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, we can leave. But thinking in my head, I'm like, these, you know, we were watching Christmas videos mm-hmm. and, you know, I think she said that because she didn't have that in her life. You know, she didn't grow up with right. the family, the traditions, the Christmases and all that. I did. Mm-hmm. So I was actually excited to watch some of these videos. I get, to, I would get a better understanding of who my dad was, mm-hmm. how he was with, you know, his other kids and, and all this. So I was, I was kind of excited, but at the same time, she was the one driving me. I'm not going to force her to stay if she didn't feel comfortable. So we left mm-hmm. and we went back to the hotel. Sunday, uh, April 2nd was the day of the funeral. Uh, I remember getting to, well, my sister picked me up and, um, I asked her, I said, can we, can we get to the funeral home a little early? She's like, yeah. And I said, okay, you know, I didn't, I wanted to get there before everybody else did. Mm -hmm. And the main reason why I feel like I wanted to do that was, you know, I didn't want all these people looking at me when I Mm -hmm. go up to the car, you know, when I go up to the casket and see my dad for the first time. Right. So we get up there and, and my, one of my other sisters was already there. She was there like an hour and a half early. She was already in there and, you know, she was a wreck. And, um, you know, so we go up and, and I'm, here he is. I'm looking at my dad for the first time and he actually had a, like a little smile on his face mm-hmm. and, and he looked good, you know, and, and, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, that's, that's me with hair. <laughs> he, he has hair. I don't. Um, 
so I'm, I, you know, I'm looking at him. I never, I didn't like say anything out loud, but I'm talking in my head, you know, just, this is my dad. You know, this is, this, it was all kind of crazy. It was, it was a very overwhelming weekend. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of stuff was going on. Well, I'm sure. Um, so as you know, after that, people started coming in and I want to say hundreds of people showed up to my dad's funeral, uh, just to pay their respects, whether people stayed or not, it, it was just nonstop line of people coming mm -hmm. in, coming in, coming in. And I'm hearing people, you know, people coming up to me, telling me stories. My uncle's introducing me to everybody as his son, you know, as my, you know, this is Ramez's son. And, and it was just, it was very, it was very welcoming, very welcoming. And I actually had the opportunity to listen to some stories that people were telling me about my dad, uh, about the type of person he was. Now, everybody, uh, almost everybody said he's a little, he was a little crazy, meaning he did whatever he wanted to do. Um, but he had a good heart and he cared about people. And I remember, I remember specifically this one kid, he was a teenager, got up and, and said, you know, he, he had taken that my dad had taken him off the street and gave him a job to better himself, got him away from the bad life to help him. And he was able to go to college and things like that. And he thanks my dad, you know, and, and other stories here and there about what type of person he was, you know, if somebody came in, didn't have enough money to buy something, he just gave it to him said, you know, don't worry about it. You know, he really cared for the community. Um, you know, they were in Bridgeport for 30 something years. They all, you know, my, my dad, my uncle, they all run businesses up there. So they're very well known in the community up there. Um, after the funeral was over, go back to, I go back to one of my other sister's house. I meet her family and we're getting phone calls left and right. You know, where are you guys? Where are you? You know, bring Danny to Teta's was my, is what they used what they call my grandmother. Mm. And they're like, bring Danny to Teta's house. You know, everybody's asking for him. Everybody's asking for him. So we get there and I see all these people before I walk in the house, there's all these windows and I see all these people in there and I'm like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> too many people. So we walk in and as soon as we walk in, everybody's standing up talking. And as soon as we walk in, my grandmother comes out from everybody and just comes right up to me and gives me the biggest hug ever and, and says, I love you. And you know, I, you know, and that was it. She, I love you. And you know, and walks away completely different than the first interaction we had. Right. Um, so, you know, still getting to know everybody. I'm meeting all these people. And, and one of my brothers comes up to me and said, Hey, you know, this is, this is too much for us. Can we, you, you want to come with us and go to the store? I guess that they, they pretty much live at that store. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm, I'm with you guys, you know, let's, let's go. So we go and we just hung out there. It was, it was really cool getting to know my, my brothers and, and got to meet some of their friends and how they all grew up and, you know, completely different than the, than the way I grew up. Um, Bridgeport, Connecticut's not the nicest place yeah. in the world. I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts, so I know where it is. Okay. Yeah. And I've been there. Yeah. Definitely not the nicest place, but you know, that's, that's, the life that they had and that, you know, that was that. Um, so we hung out there and I, you know, it was, it was a good time. Went back to my hotel that night, woke up the next morning. My uncle picked me up, took me back to my grandmother's house. That was, uh, this was on a Monday. Um, that was the day I was leaving and took me back to my grandmother's house to say goodbye to her. And when I'm saying bye to her, she goes, I want you to move up here and live with me. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I have kids, wow. I have a wife, you know, and, and they smoke cigarettes in their house. So like their whole house smokes, like smells like cigarettes. And I'm like, there's no way I, I couldn't even stay in there for five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but I said, I'll you know, I'll definitely keep in touch and, you know, we'll, we'll still talk. And um, went back to my dad's store, said bye to my brothers, went to my uncle's store, said bye. I just said bye to everybody and and then flew back down. And, and really, ever since then, we've been connecting every single day, whether it's a 
text messages, a phone call. One of my siblings, my uncle calls me all the time. We're always staying in contact. You know, my sister finally is down here now. Uh, so we're trying to set up a time to go see her. So it's just been, oh, you know, a new door open, you know? Right. And I, I feel like, I, I don't even know if I mentioned, I didn't want to go to church that day. Wow. When I saw Sam, I woke up. There was so much stuff I had to do at the house. <laughs> I, was like, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I told I told Ashley, I was like, I really don't want to go today. I got a lot of stuff to do. But if I didn't go, right, I, you know, and then if I didn't, and then I got out of line to, when I was waiting for Sam, and she encouraged me to go back in line and 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 talk to him, and I feel like if I didn't do that, none of this would have happened, and and it would have been too late, just like Sam said, do it today before it's too late, and. And here and that's and here you are yeah it's amazing how god will do things like that in our lives yeah. you know i mean you can it could have so easily gone the other way absolutely you know right so praise god that it didn't go the other way praise god you got an opportunity to say you know something to him to at least hear something back from him right. to have mm -hmm. some positive voice, yeah. interaction and exchange yeah and then now, like you said, you kind of went from from this little pocket of a family to like this whole mass of a family. It's right. a very huge family. Yeah. A very right. huge family. Yeah. And maybe uh, maybe you're supposed to be the uh, his light to them. That I, I believe so. You know, it, it it was an unfortunate situation for us to meet like that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, one negative turned out to be a positive. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you know, going back to the first time I talked to him. I was thrown off by his accent. <laughs> he was born in Lebanon. I mean, he right. had a, a very strong Lebanese or Middle Eastern accent. So that oh, okay. really threw me off. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it, it's, it's been great. Um, you know, going, going back to how I felt as far as it being my fault. Right. Um, you know, I, I remember getting a message from my brother. The first time my brother had reached out to me before I had gone up there and he said, Hey, uh, we just want you to know that, you know, he's been saying he was going to do this to himself for years. That was nice of him to let you yeah, in on right. that. Absolutely. And I said, man, you don't understand how much, to, how, how good that makes me feel to hear mm -hmm. that because I've been, it's been killing me inside thinking that it's my fault. Right. And he said, no, he's, you know, we, he goes, what we do feel is that he, you know, he has been saying he was going to do this for all these years, but we feel that he was waiting for you. Mm -hmm. We feel that he was mm -hmm. waiting to hear from you to be at peace. Right. You know, whatever he was battling, whatever he, whatever, you know, that's beyond, we don't even know what, you know, he didn't leave a note or anything, so we no. don't know why he did it. Right. Um, but they feel that, you know, he's he was waiting. So, you know, still it kind of makes me feel like it was my fault, but at the same time, it, it kind of cleared it up as, you know, okay, at least, you know. Yeah, but that's just like Satan to twist that. Yeah. You know, is. condemnation's his best weapon, mm -hmm. really. Right. When you think about it, it was just like him to twist that. And then he knew you were going to meet Sam, so he tried to thwart that by making you, you know, Not planting go. the seed that you had all this stuff, stuff to, to do, do at the house and really didn't need to go. And, you know, my yes. wife kicks me in the butt, too. Thank goodness you got a wife that says, get back in line. <laughs> That's right. I've heard that a time or two. Get back in line. <laughs> it wasn't a literal line, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, she definitely encouraged me and she pushed me and she was so supportive throughout this whole situation. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for her and none of this, if it wasn't for her and Sam's words, it, it just none of this would have happened. 
Oh, and God I, would have found another way, but, you know, praise God that they're willing vessels. And right. Absolutely. They allow him right. to work through them. Yeah. And one thing that real life that and one quote that sticks with me all the time, I think I told you on the phone was, you know, God, God takes ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. And I truly Amen believe that. that. I truly believe Amen that. Amen to that. You know, and, and, and that's why, you know, I also feel that my story can can help a lot of people, you know. Oh, with, there's, there's with someone's decisions. out there that. Are going through the same thing or have yeah but, you know and, and, and that's not necessarily just you know about finding out about a by a, uh, finding out about a parent but also other steps in life you know big decisions in life i think this could you know encourage people to you know listen to god you know when he throws these signs mm-hmm. at you when he you know you just go with it right you know he you know it's, it's, there's a plan for everything and and timing it, you know, we're all so quick to want things to happen on our time mm-hmm. and, and, and it doesn't work out that way and we get frustrated, but it, everything works on God's time and, and, and there's a plan and there's a reason for that. Absolutely. And I truly believe that. You know, it's so bizarre because as you were telling your story, I wasn't expecting you to say that he committed suicide, but the exact same thing happened to my best friend. Um, he was also adopted and didn't know his biological mother or father mm. growing up. It wasn't until he was uh, probably in his late 20s until he was able to locate them and find them. Mm. And he found his biological mother first. And then a couple of years later, he was able to find his biological father. That's great. And I think within a year or two, you know, he, he was able to have a, a small relationship with him, but he did the same thing. He committed suicide. Oh, wow. And it was sort of so shocking because it's like they were just starting this relationship mm-hmm. right. and it just came to this abrupt end. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, you never know what other people are battling on the inside, the guilt or, you know, just the tiredness. I mean... I know the older that I get, the more I understand how difficult things are. Right. I think when you're young, you're optimistic, you have more energy to kind of cope and deal with everything. And then as you get older, you know, things start wearing on you a little bit more and so forth. But that's why God is so important in our lives. You know, he is our hope. He is our encouragement. He is the one to keep us going and moving and give us a purpose and a reason for living. He's true to that word too. Oh yes. yes. I ask for his perseverance true and strength word. every day. Yeah. yeah. I am so glad that you came and shared your story. I am too. Dan. I am too. It's, really? Yeah. I have to ask, didn't you share this? You shared this before on a syndicated radio, like Johnny's house or something. I like did that. actually. Yeah. I, I've heard you the heard story. Oh, yeah, okay. I, <laughs> yeah. I heard that's the, awesome. I heard the segment on Johnny's house. Yeah. And when you got to the one part, I went, oh my, I've, I've heard this. Yeah. You know? That's and funny. Johnny's yeah. house came to mind. Cause uh, I think he, he, I think he's a great guy. Yeah. One morning. I, it's kind of funny. It was one morning I was on my way to work and, and, and I listen to them every morning. I'm like, yeah. I'm crazy. I win stuff all the time on the radio. So I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, but I'm listening. I was listening to them one morning, and you know, I, I had just got in the car, and they started telling a story about how, uh, I guess, a local girl went on Ancestry.com, and long story mm-hmm. short, she ended up finding her father after thirty-something years, and and they asked, you know, if there's anybody out there listening that has, you know, a similar story, or you know, had found out about, you know, her parent or anything like that, you know, her family history, call us up and let us know. And I, 
that's another sign from God, you know, like mm-hmm. share, you know, get out, mm-hmm. and tell your story. I that's had, right. you know, so <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell this story. So I called and, you know, I didn't have much time. I wasn't able to go into detail as much on. on yeah. There, but Johnny but made time for you because I remember him saying, you know, wait just a second. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And so whatever he did, he made time yeah. for you. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's funny. You bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I was able to share this story once before, but not, not into as much detail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, and he, he even said, you know, there's, there's at least one person out there that is facing the same thing Absolutely. you're facing and that decision, whether or not they should, you know, go forward with it. And mm-hmm. you're going to encourage somebody to, to do it. Keep telling it, Danny. That's, that's, keep right. sharing that's it. the goal. That's why it's your story. That's right. That's Amen the goal. To that. We're going to keep telling it to 58 countries now. <laughs> at least. At least. And, and I do think that you're probably going to be at some point or however you can do it and and work it in to be his light to them up there yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. i mean that's the goal I, I you know i i take this story as, as a blessing and as you know just you know truly to to be to go out there and help people and share the word of god and how god works in these extraordinary ways and you know mm-hmm. how you know if you just have faith and believe in him it, he'll you know he'll make it right for you he'll he'll show you the big picture and I, I definitely, I, I believe that. And, you know, I feel like none of this would have happened if, if I didn't give my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so happy, uh-huh. this, you know, to, to be here sharing. It. Yeah, it's only yeah. the beginning, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only, only the beginning. The beginning. Yeah. I guarantee you that. I know. So many wonderful relationships. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I've had the opportunity, you know, at work, I share, I share my story with a lot of my close clients. I work for a bank and, you know, it was funny. I was, I was sitting there one day and I was telling one of my really good clients this story and, and not just to him, but you know, there's so many people that I've been able to tell this story to that you wouldn't know kind of grew up the same way, mm-hmm. you know, that well, have one yeah, parent that's not the biological. Well, that's what God yeah. does. He brings those people into your life. Yeah. And I, I was shocked at right. how many people I've told the story. Oh yeah. I didn't know. I don't know my biological parent, mm-hmm. mother, father, or something like that. I was adopted. You know, shocked at how many people can relate to my story. Uh, but this one particular client of mine sticks out because as I'm sharing my story with him, he starts tearing up and I can see his eyes getting really red and, mm-hmm. and, uh, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. He goes, your story is very similar to mine. I said, well, how so? He goes, <laughs> he found out at 13 that his dad that raised him was not his biological, but his mom didn't allow him to find him to, to, you know, pretty much he said that she was saying a lot of negative things about his dad. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, he grew up with his mom, so he believed her, never really reached out to his dad. When he became an adult and realized, hey, I should have a relationship with my father, by the time he was able to find his dad and reach out, it was it was too late. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. he he's he shared he he's like, I haven't shared this story with anybody but my wife. And he goes, But I felt like I had to share that with you because we relate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how Fritz and I father brought Fritz into my life because we were going, not your story, but the stuff that we were going through about the same time. And I started to tell my story and then it's similar on both accounts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were tired. Yes, we were (laughs) tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I feel like God puts people in your life for a specific reason. Oh, they do. Whether you know about it now or, or you find out later. There's, mm-hmm. there's a reason for coming across certain people and, pa- and going down certain paths. You might not know now, you might not know, no. but 
Yeah, when you were talking about the whole CarMax thing, I was just thinking, gosh, you know, yeah. you didn't even know about each other. And yeah. there you are probably just interfacing with each other, mm -hmm. walking past each other. I could have other. had a conversation with him. And what's funny, too, is I was telling another client of this story. And when I told him that I have an uncle that works at CarMax for the last 17 years, he goes, oh, and, and he said, you said the one in Tampa, right? I said, yeah. He goes, uh, yeah, that's funny. I, I bought a car for my daughter three years ago from a Lebanese guy over there. Oh, wow. So I pull, up, I pull yeah. up on my phone and I was like, is this him? He goes, yep, that's him. Ah. And so I, as soon as I got out of work, I called my uncle that day and I was like, hey, do you remember, you know, I told him the guy's name and he goes, he drove up in a PT cruiser. I was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I remember that guy. And I was uh -huh. like, man, what a, you know, that was three years ago. Wow. What a small world, right. you know? It it's, is a small world. I was in Tampa for a little while. I know where that CarMax is too. It's nice. Mm -hmm. It's nice. It's a big one. Yeah. Very Huge. big. Very big. So now I definitely have a connection. Anybody need a car, you know? Right now, father's been taking care of Fritz and I with cars. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> have you heard about what happened to my husband? Is no. Yours, is okay. yours a 99? It is a 99. You are... Get out of town. Same color, same year. Honey. OMG. Can you please tell Danny what happened to your car? Well, a week ago Thursday... I was on the be way. Two to, weeks, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah, it would be two weeks because I went one week before I got the car. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was on my way to work. You know, work for at Epcot, and uh, take a a back road, which is called Western Way or Herzog Road. Most most of the time, it's just cast members that take it. So, mm -hmm. it's uh, at four fifteen in the morning. It's pretty uh, desolate. Yeah, you should say there's a <laughs> dark. The few, the, the few, the proud. But anyway. I stopped at Wawa, got my coffee, everything was status quo. I was going around the last bend of Herzog Road, and the car just died on me. Oh, man. And uh, so I got over into the grass, and I'm thinking, what is the deal? So I tried to start it, and it kind of sounded like it was flooded or there was water in the fuel. So I sat for a second. I started it, and it cranked. And I went uh, about 20 yards, and it exploded. Oh, absolutely went up in flames and it, it exploded on the passenger side which wow. was nice and when we get offline i'll show you some video of yeah. what i took about i got i was able to get out of the car and run for about 10 or 15 seconds and i turned around and shot a video and the car was completely engulfed at that point i mean just burnt to the ground wow and um it, it's just amazing how people came together to help me and give me rides and all of that and then uh we have a friend that uh, works, been working on Tina's car now for years, and uh, that the, he works, she works with his wife at at Disney, so that's how they know each other. But anyway, he says, "Well, I'm, I buy cars at the auction all the time. I've got a, a '99 Toyota Camry. Would you be interested?" Didn't hesitate. Yes, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> we hadn't even the seen the car. No, really. Like, yeah, we'll <laughs> take it. Yeah, <laughs> and we had a bets on what color we thought it was. I thought it was blue. She said uh, burgundy. burgundy. Oh wow. We were both wrong. So we get over there, and what is it? It's miracle gold. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it, Mikey. Yeah, miracle, <laughs> miracle gold. Uh -huh. And wouldn't you know? I I text Mikey. I said, "Well, I guess blessing cars come in this color." <laughs> and uh, he writes back. He said, "And the, and that year too." And I said, yours is a well, 99? I, I thought it was a, it looked like a 2000. No, it's a 99, it's every 99. bit of it. Wow. Cool. And, um, well, Father, the way I got my car, uh, a guy at church knew what I was going through and what I was, you know, I was had to get rides to work for my son. And 
And so one day he took me, um, he said, I'm going to take you to lunch after you get out of work. And it was a Tuesday. And I said, sure, you're offering lunch. I'm going. <laughs> so he picks me up and it's his wife and his two kids. And we go to lunch and we're sitting down and all of a sudden he starts to, he says, Mike, father has been able to bless me to get a bigger, newer car for my growing family. And he slides the keys across. He says, I'm giving you mine. Wow. And I, so I call it father's car, God's car. And I promised him at that point that I will pass it forward when it comes time. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a school teacher. So he's not, you know, one of those yeah. that makes big bucks or right. anything else. So, yeah. so I, got, I got a Miracle Gold 1999 Toyota Corolla. There you go, buddy. Uh-huh. Uh, Miracle Gold 99 Camry. <laughs> yes, I almost sir. call my car gold. It kind of looks gold, but it's like a... I don't even know. It's like almost brownish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Toyota I, calls it champagne. 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 Oh, yeah. Hey, it's yeah. the official term, and I'm I'm sticking with it. There you go. Sounds ritzy zitzy. <laughs> it is to me. Uh huh. Every day's a bonus. That's right. Every That's right. Day is. That's right. And, That's uh, crazy. Man, I just love your story, bro. Yes, Thank sir. You. And, um, Thank you. God's doing some healing in uh, my kids' relationships too. I was an absentee father on as well i mean mm-hmm. spinning that story a little bit right. and my daughter sought me out and uh, we're currently uh building an amazing relationship and uh it, it's awesome that's great it's just awesome that's and great. uh you just gotta embrace it while you can mm-hmm. you can yeah well listen we want your testimony yes we so do contact us at god stories radio at gmail.com if you want to write your testimony, we'd be glad to read it. We'd love for you to come in person, as our guest did tonight, or you can call in. Yes, we did. We and can. also, Mikey, what else can you do? You can tweet us. You can tweet us <laughs> on uh, Twitter at God Stories Radio, and then like us on Facebook, God Stories Radio. And then you can... Um, if you're listening to us through iHeart, please follow us on iHeart. Yeah, and you can um, follow us on the Mixler app, and then you will always be notified. You'll... You'll never uh, miss an episode. And then uh, we have freedomradionetworks.com. And uh, you can listen to Mikey 24 hours a day on freedomradionetworks.com. So uh, anyway, wow, that was session 128. Yes, it was. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. uh, Mixler, I see a couple people I can't see. Uh, I see Christy and Billig. Triple Eight, and we've got two other people. I I can't see your names, but thank you for tuning in tonight, and um, thank you for following us on Mixler and uh, iHeartRadio, and thank you for just praying for us. You know, blessing people's been our only agenda from the beginning, and we thank uh, we thank people for the financial support and keeps the lights on, and we just uh, appreciate it, and uh, we're praying for you guys as well. So that about wraps it up for session 128. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless.